Area 52, a persistent mystery of the Hazardale Lights in a small rural town, village of Hazendale, H-E-S-S-D-A-L-E-N, in central Norway. A seven-mile stretch of valley is home to mysterious lights. Above locals and UFO researchers have witnessed and studied for decades, usually of a white, light red or yellow colour. The lights have appeared in the valley persistently since the early 1980s. Beginning in the summer of 1983, Project Hasandan was established with a view to finding out what was behind this strange phenomenon, whether lights of intelligently guided crafts are the result of natural phenomena is still unknown, and while the sightings have decreased from the initial surge between 1981 to 1954, steady sightings of them, of them continue today. One report of the study of UFOs in Norway would state an average two-thirds of UFO reports each year from the Hazardine Den Valley region. Reports of the sighting of the Hazardine Valley began in late 1881. The 1st of December, several sightings were reported of a bullet-shaped object as well as a spear and several light, strange lights. The lights were heading over the valley to the north of the direction of Trottenham. Around six weeks later, on 18th of January 1982, came another sighting of a strange light which appeared to tilt slightly up and down along the course. And for them, for February, a sighting by occasionally sceptical journalist Henry Wiss would change his mind on the lights over Hesedam. He arrived in the area to write a small dismissive piece on the sightings. Then, until we witnessed the lights himself, he would state the star came upon us, and he and other witnesses near Road Havenden Mountain. It moved with tremendous speed, and as if it came closer, because he appeared to be growing in size and intensity. Slowly it stopped, rain and motionless, before sinking a little closer to the ground. Whilst which managed to take a picture of the strange light, however, by the time he had clicked the shutter, a second time it had vanished from the sight. Hempfield witnessed the lights again, exactly a year, a week later, on the 18th of February. Again, he managed to obtain photographs, and as around 30 witnesses at the occasion, all eager to catch a glimpse of this, these bizarre events. On this occasion, the lights were pulsate, changed colours several times. Around 30 minutes after the lights had vanished, a long red, white, luminous shape came to view. It moved slower than the previous light and closer to the ground in between the F J E L L B E K K H O G D A and Finn F E I N S A H O G D A mountains. One of Norway's better known ufologists and writers is Lif Havlik. He too was witness of internal initial sightings of lights of the Hassendalen. During a four-day expedition in the region during the 17th of March, he and his team witnessed six separate incidents. First, those occurred a little after 7 p.m. on the first evening. The team had placed their equipment on the transport ready for the following day, with dark and cold closing in around them, and preparing to set in the base a hut on the Vahasvullahan mountain. Suddenly, Havlik's colleague, Lars Lillevoid, 
were crying out, there he, there he, there it is. All of them would see it. Long oblong object that slowly passed in front of the Finsahogada mountain, which watched every each watched in awe as the object continued on its way to the valley, noting how silent it was. No one was on with no time to unpack the cameras. They made their way to the mountain hut for the eight hut for the night. Shortly after arriving, however, at 8.39pm, another luminous object appeared placed out of the valley that the sightings were real were obvious to them. Following me again in the after 7.30pm, the oblong-shaped object appeared once more. It spotted a red light in the front, and two white-yellow lights had been separated by a dark patch at the back. It passed over the group of onlookers, a low attitude, and was visible for around 50, 44 45 seconds, almost exactly. 44 four hours later, on the 19th of March, a star appeared suddenly in the night sky. At first, the crew watched and saw the object actually was a star. After several moments, however, it assumed a warm yellow-white colour and grew in size. It passed over the crowd and took the same fruit as previous two evenings. Project has on done. Following a relatively quiet period, Sightings of mysterious light beginning on the 3rd of September 1982. An object was as far as which an object which began to appear to be nothing but a star began to move in zigzag fashion in the sky. Several pictures are taken out, but they failed to reveal anything of concurrence. On the 25th of September, once again, just after 7 30 pm, never came, never sight of came. This time, Hags. Hill. As before, the brightly lit object would move suddenly over the valley. On occasion, it would stop, hover, hover motionless, and a beam would project downwards, eliminating the area towards beneath as it did. Some of others would fling themselves to the ground, fearing the light beam might do the, hit them. Then, without warning, the light made it away from the made its way from the lookers into the night sky, out of sight. These sightings would continue to remain to the remainder from 1982 through 1983 to the summer 1984. For all the photographs, however, none other any real insight into the, what the objects were. They didn't stop researchers and UFO research enthusiasts from keeping various nightly vigils in the air forever. In 1980, January 1984, Project Hazardale was set up the first project major stakeout of the region. Running from the 21st of January to the 24th of February, there were reports of multiple sightings, usually of red or yellow lights. It appeared the bulk of these sightings occur within a three mile, three to four mile radius all over the valley. One of the last sightings was an initial that took place on the 6th of September, featured a blue light that hung motionless to the south end of the valley. It would remain here for just after seven, after 9.30 till p.m., until 6 p.m. the following morning. Although sightings that continued into 1985, they began to become less frequent. Project Hazardan would send another party to the region in January 1985. Well, they did not witness similar sightings to those the previous years. It was still not close to offering its explanation for them, nor that of matter was anyone else. Spreader sightings occurred again in the mid-1990s. 
including one on the orange ball light catching the video 26th of February 1995 after similar sightings occurred almost exactly a year later on 23rd of February 1996 when two UFO refugees ventured into the Hazardan Valley hoping to see the phone for themselves at 10.50pm Jen Baldwin and Adelides Oswell did witness a strange white light in the distance Oswald would view the object through his telescope Observing it would feature bright, a blinking white light on the right side. It suddenly moved for several seconds before remaining motionless again. It would, it would repeat this motion several seconds later. By the time Bradman returned, passed the telescope back to Osland, it vanished. Another report surfaced in August 1997. The two witnesses saw strange lights over Lake Lugolum. Half an hour before midnight, Anna, Julden, and Park. Audrey Lara would describe a big star would move rapidly with south to east. Another permanent scouting mission was set up for 1987, 1997 to 1998, known the Triangle Project. Following that, in 1998, the Hasdan Automatic Measurement Station went into operation. This the region has similar paces, pace to sightings, 1984 to 1984. There's still, however, no explanation to be found. So, while the lights are over Hudson Valley, if the UFOs under intelligent control, it is special to them in about this region, will there be a base one of the mountains as claimed by other in other mountainous regions of the world, might in fact be a portal, one that allows travel between one part of the universe and the other. Or might the explanation be a little more conservative? Many theories, for example, that result will revolve around tectonic type energy caused by frequency waves, elements within the ground. Other points of possibility cosmic ray particles meeting this particular region, creating a light witness there. Other theory points to the scuttling deposits in the air that lead to combina- combustion of oxygen, hydrogen, sodium. This turn could affect the high light effects. More recently, Rodu astronomer Jada Mori would propose a similar theory his research would show that on one side of the river that runs through the valley is rich in zinc and iron, on the other side of the water it's rich in copper. Using experiments under the same conditions, Marikas showed that electricity could flow between these deposits using the water as a conduit of salts. This reaction, cornered and Murray, will cause electronic magnet fields overhead, in which cause it always to light to appear temporarily. Area 52, a persistent mystery of the Hesendale Lights.